It's PGA Championship Week here on Get in the Hole. Steven and John here joining you as always. We have our burritos in hand. We are literally rushing as fast as we could to go and eat this, go to Top Golf, and have a good have a good Monday night. We've been rogue for about a week. The Byron Nelson ha- happened this past week. We were a bit away, had, had some scheduling problems, but we're back. And of course, welcome into the hey, Get in the Hole podcast. Napkins. Can you give us napkins? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No napkins. Go get the napkins. Okay. I'll, do, the, do the intro. Yeah, the monologue. Get in the hole! Welcome in to the Get in the Hole podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Tomahawk Shade, the premium small small patch eyewear brand in the industry stay styling and profiling from the first tee to the 19th hole in the clubhouse at tomahawkshades.com and use code usp for 25 percent off your next order also sponsored by our friends over at bino boards hop in get your boards today use code of course usp at bino b-i-n-h-o board.com we are we are available here in the plethora of places you name it we've got it facebook.com backslash underground sports phi twitch.tv backslash uh, underground sports phi facebook.com backslash get in the hole youtube we are on youtube as you all know youtube.com find us on there at underground sports phi and of course follow the boys here at get in the hole at get in the hole pod on twitter and instagram steve mcavoy john mavelia here you can find us on twitter and instagram me at steve mcavoy underscore and john who will eventually come back at some point at i make pars on twitter john Got the napkins? I do. Got the napkins. Let's strap in, folks. It's the PGA Championship Week, the one-year anniversary of, of the pod. We're recording on the 16th. Uh, actually, the 19th is the the day. Here's the napkins. Uh, so if you're so, so if you're joining us here on video, um, I have the Surf and Turf burrito. John's got the uh, the burrito loco. It took about 25 minutes to figure out on the uh, the menu. It was like it's like 35 different options. You so. have like 40 different types of burritos, and it was like a paragraph description for each burrito. No, no idea if you could add meat. If, 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 if the meat came. <laughs> like, I told him, Steve. I'm like, I have to read a novel before I choose what I want to eat because he told me to hurry up. We're gonna have to like give a review of this after we uh, we finish it. Mine's. I'm not gonna say anything. No. All right. So, all right. You know, at the end of the episode, stick around to the end of the to the end of the episode. We will give you <laughs> a uh, a review of the blue tortilla delicatessen, whatever the hell it is, at uh mm. out here in Center Ridge by me. But John, we are, our lead story here that we got to start off with before we even get into anything about the Byron Nelson and, and about, of course, the PGA this week, the second major of the season. We got to talk about, about the Saudi Golf League. What's been going on? So a recent article came out. First of all, two weeks ago, um, at the Wells Fargo that we even forgot to even talk about, um, Sergio Garcia ha- had a rules official problem. He said, and I quote, "I cannot wait to get off this tour." Almost all, all but confirming that he will be going to the Saudi Golf League. A letter actually came out though from the PGL, not not the SGL, so LIV Golf and Greg Norman's uh, band, a different group called the Premier Golf League, actually wrote a letter out to try and band with the PGA to try and create an offshoot tour, um, basically throwing a whole new wrench into the equation here. Uh, just a, a, some news updates on that end, but the, but the Saudi Golf League mm-hmm. will be uh, eventually tipping off soon. We'll get more more into that probably in later episodes. As things come more to fruition, also missed out. Phil Mickelson's gambling problem is now is now uh, on the horizon. Forty million dollars in debt. He will not be teeing it up at the PGA Championship following his title defense at Kiowa Island. And our lead story, probably the most important thing coming in to the PGA Championship this week, 
Tiger Woods once again. He is back. He is back on the on the course. Shot a, shot a 67 with uh, with the South Southern Southern Hills uh, Golf Pro uh, Rich Cheem. So we'll see Tiger Woods there. Also rocking some more foot joys like we saw at Augusta. Maybe we're seeing a uh, a change from from Nike from Nike cleats over to the uh, the foot joy brand. So we'll see what's going on there. But John, our lead story, our our, our biggest debate topic. Let's get some quick quick takeaways here from the Byron Nelson, and we'll get and we'll do a little fill in the blank here. Four quick questions as we rattle them off real fast. Let's start right here. What was more impressive uh, this week? Blank was more impressive. Munoz's opening round of 60, McNeely's three eagles on every par five uh, in round three, or Matsuyama and Shoffley's wild final rounds of 61 and 62 to get all the way down to a top five placement. I'm, I'm going to have to go with McNeely's eagles. The reason being is that I've never seen anyone um, record three eagles in a single round, all of them being on par fives. That's that's a that's an accomplishment because that's a green in regulation, and it means you're using pretty much every skill you have in your bag: T to green, um, driver, your woods or your irons, and then your putter. So uh, to me, that 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 couldn't be more impressive. Yeah, what's um what's arguably more impressive than McNeely's uh, three eagles is the servant turf burrito. I'm actually going to uh, go 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 with Montana and Shoffley, and they're going to follow up to a new question that we have um, later on. For two guys who, who Shoffley started the week three over par, uh, beginning round two, somehow came out and finished almost almost sub twenty. Think about it, played even even par. We're probably beating KH Lee this week. Obviously, um, Lee, mm-hmm. the back to back winner of the Byron Nelson. Also, very interesting stat. Um, in the in the last five years, the Byron Nelson's happened. Four of the last five winners have all been of, of Asian descent. A little fun fact. Interesting. Bet, bet you didn't know that. John, you were also actually on the ground at uh at last Byron year. Nelson last year. How I don't know what it is about that course, but Paige Lee must really like it because, like, I I don't know what it is, and that course is very very unique. Like just the just the feeling and the atmosphere when you're there, it's very it's very unique. And I've been to there's a Starburst over here. I'm having one of these, regardless of what you say. Um, right. sure. <laughs> like I've been to I've been to a decent amount of PGA Tour events and and um. I've gotten a similar feeling, but, the, but that specific event, uh, one of one of those Texas uh, tracks, it had a, almost just killed myself for, one, very, for this freaking burrito. Had a very different feeling. Um, the the way the whole, the course is designed, um, something about it must fit his eye. For the post, uh, what was he twenty five under this week? And yes, sir. I believe he was twenty five, four, five, or six under when he won last year. Maybe it was less than that. I don't know. Try this. This is but, so good. Um, oh, so good. Harito Guava. That's actually fire. Mm, that's really good. That's fire. Wow. Harito Guava, please sponsor us, please. That'd be absolutely freaking dope. As KB would say, hashtag no free ads. I feel like that disclaimer has to be added. Whatever, it's a free ad. Every time. I'll, I'll take it. It's what no, it is. We got Starburst as a free ad, and that KB's going to kill us. Oh, my God. Gatorade. We, we, I have Popeye sitting here. What, what else we got? Uh, well, let's stop just naming shit now. We got right? a, a Rangers hat. Go Rangers. What let's a week. Rangers. What a week for the Rangers. Let's go Rangers. Sorry, sorry to the Flyers fans, obviously, if you've been. Fuck the Flyers. If you've been listening to us for a while, we're, we are New Yorkers at heart, so we cannot be fans of the. Uh, the Flyers organization, probably more than most of the Philadelphia sports teams. Uh, obviously, you're a Jets fan, so I would agree with that. So you don't hate the Eagles as much as I do, but still, though, still, I, I won't really want to root for the Eagles to win. But they do have some exciting players on their team this year, some likable players. So it makes it a little bit easier to root for them. So, so great segue here. Question two for our uh, our tune up here to the PGA. Mm-hmm. 
You were you were obviously boots on the ground at the Byron Nelson last year. Mm. Um, obviously, when you went turtle downpour, they were squeegeeing the course uh, for, for for a short time. Mm. What surprised you about this week, specifically on tour? 25-5 under par. I not, cannot tell you what the uh, final score last year was, but mm-hmm. very similar in terms of margin of victory. Mm. Um, a lot of guys were, were in a 20 under par area. Mm. What surprised you this week at the Byron Nelson? Uh, I was surprised to see a repeat uh, winner, that for sure. Beyond beyond that, though, not much. You know, Cage Lee, he did, he did shock me just because repeat winners – um non-major or major don't matter that's 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 really really rare um but it's definitely something to look out for in the future um the only other thing that i could say that somewhat surprised me would be speed's performance especially um day three was was very very impressive for me tells me that he is in a very very good place right now and that what we saw at the masters is something to keep in the back of our minds because when the pressure is at its highest, that's when speed doesn't seem to perform his best, which is not abnormal for a professional golfer. Um, but he's really running through a lot of these these tracks, posted I think two top five or tens in a row mm-hmm. or, or or whatever whatever it is, and he's playing really really good golf right now. The swing change seems to be working working out for him. Yeah, and we'll see what uh, what his mindset is going into this week because it's very much dependent on his mental um, headspace, how he's going to finish um, in any major, but especially this week at Southern Hills. The follow up the follow up question here here that I have is who was your biggest surprise this week? Would you say would you say it was Jordan Spieth? Mm. No, still Cage Lee was a bigger surprise for me. Um, just be, just like I said, the repeat winners, that's rare. Like, it happens, talking about my mouth phone, but it's still <laughs> rare. Like, and for a player who's, like, that far down in the official World Golf rankings, no disrespect to Cage Lee, he's got, he's got some room to make up, and I'm sure he will as his um, career progresses, and it's it's good to see a guy um, come, come from, coming out of nowhere like yeah. that. And make a name for himself winning winning that event back to back. My biggest su- my biggest surprise was, was was some guys on the cut line. Cameron Champ uh, found us found found himself there. Matthew Wolf, uh, who despite this, the the recent struggles with mental health problems, has seemed to have kind of gotten over it, but still didn't manage to get over the hump. And then, and then, then Brooks Kepka, a late withdrawal, and, and halfway through the second round, um, we see guys like Kepka and uh, Dustin Johnson is another good example. Guys who come to, to courses like Craig Ranch and kind of play a tune-up uh, match technically mm-hmm. uh, for in lieu of the next uh, major. And, and again, this is, this is another fo- uh, follow-up here. Guys are playing tune-up events uh, to get ready f- to get ready for these tournaments, and they don't they don't particularly pl- play well. I'm pretty sure Bruce Kepler has had multiple tune-up events prior to majors and has never played well, yet he manages to go out and play uh, significantly well, particularly at the PGA. He's 9 of 9 in his 9 appearances making the cut. But with that being said... Do you think players playing tune-up events are stupid, or it's or is it a smart play for a lot of these guys? I think I think I saw something statistics based that was arguing that players who play in one event the week prior to a major um, end up having uh, better finishes than if they were to play in two events, zero events, mm-hmm. or three or more, or whatever whatever it was. And that's not shocking to me. Um, just to get just to work your game up, then play in a competitive event and feel where your game is at um, competitively, and then 
have have success or whatever or, or see how you feel then go ahead and make adjustments and you have a little bit of time um to recuperate and you're not having put your body through the the stress of playing on tour for three weeks plus mm-hmm. in a row and the other thing i will add really quickly is bruce Kepka has said um that he does play in tune events and he might he might not be tr- be trying to lose those events but he definitely doesn't play well but the guys who do play the tune events like don't don't act like they're not trying to um, not that you're you're acting like yeah. that, but people shouldn't think that they're not trying to win the event that they're playing in. Of course, um, it's just it's just different a different mindset, and that affects golf when you're when you're golfing. Your mindset always affects how you play, um, no matter who you are, best of the best. So that's just the reasoning behind that. I mean, like in, in my opinion, I think I think it is a little dumb, um, particularly like Craig Ranch, for example, right? Mm-hmm. The course plays significantly easier than ever than everywhere else on tour. Super drivable par fives. Mm-hmm. Court the course really isn't, isn't a. It, it's one of those like like secondary events almost in terms of like the actual prep for it. Um, mm-hmm. that the, there isn't as much uh, necessities to get down before playing that event as it is for others. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to a course like like Southern Hills where instead of playing a short uh, a short layup course essentially like Craig Ranch. You're now going to a 7,500 yard behemoth of a par 70 that you're going to have to be driving the ball a country mile. Where some guys were, where some guys like DJ were teeing up 450 yard par fours with the three woods because mm-hmm. they knew they could easily get it there um, on relatively uh, mm-hmm. with, with ease. So I find it a little dumb in terms of um, playing these tune-up events when you could be going to, to two Southern Hills like you've seen with Tiger and even Scotty Scheffler. Um, Great that Scotty Scotty did play in the Byron Nelson. Um, didn't make the cut, but he went on to um, to go to to go to Southern Hills and fire a prop around a 64. This was literally the day after he he had missed the cut. So I think in those instances, you're better off actually going to the course and playing the practice rounds on the actual course you're going to play rather than warming up at a different course. Even if it is you're playing quote unquote competitive um, golf, I still face a bit of a uh, a a mute point. Final question here in our Philip. And are filling the blank based on their weekend performances. Blank, their game is going to give you the most confidence heading into Tulsa and the PJ Championship. Um, I really liked how Shoffley played this weekend. There were there were a couple guys who who made made either a late push or posted a really really low round. Um, but like you said, that that the course TPC Craig Ranch is a very straightforward course these guys tear it up it's no surprise what we saw so many so many low scores um just like single round scores that are nine under or something crazy like that mm-hmm. um so it's, it's it's hard to hard to get a read but these guys like some of these guys you can tell that they're at the top of the, their game Shoffley seems like it's he's one of those guys and I, I haven't really not necessarily that I haven't seen that from him before a major but it's it's encouraging to see it now that maybe he might get that that one break on a, on a, on a weekend of a final round exactly. of a major. Well, you say Shoffley, I say Matsuyama. The two guys are dominated on day four of the tournament. Both broke into the top five to finish at a really high spot. Jason Sobel, in his preview of the PGA Championship this week, said it the best, where you determine the winners of the PGA, I believe in the last nine years, aside from Jimmy Walker in 2014, and Phil Mickelson last year, the player who had finished, who had won the PGA, finished the week prior better than a top 25 spot and mm-hmm. has had both long-term and short-term success in terms of playing golf recently. Mm-hmm. Hideki Matsuyama has been dominating courses where 
he is not he is not particularly well suited for. Um, oddly enough, Craig Ranch as as straightforward as it is actually isn't a course that suits his game. Mm-hmm. So to be able to go out there and shoot a shoot a final round, almost like a, a quote unquote like backdoor top five, mm-hmm. very similar to like what Rory did at Augusta. Which mm-hmm. by the way, a little spoiler alert, you'll be able to see Rory in his backdoor top fives this week. Who knows? Or at least in my eyes, you will. But you're but he had this backdoor top five where almost like came out came out of nowhere and had no stress on his shoulders, went out, played his game, man- mm-hmm. managed to get there. Uh Guys who are playing that well, and and he's been playing very well on I believe the last three weeks were all courses that didn't necessarily fit his game. I think Montana was going to be a great bet uh, to go into Tulsa, do something really interesting, possibly dominate the course. Who knows? Dominate the field and possibly take home a uh, a big win. Final wrap up and, and some updates around the PGA Tour might be the I, I'm going to need I'm going to need need a stat check here. Might have been the first time. That the winner of the PGA event and the LPGA event were both last with both with the last name Lee, as Minji Lee took home the win uh, at the Founders at the Cognizant or Founders, no. Founders Cup. What, what, what the hell fell? You dropped my phone. His phone fell. At, at the LPGA event this past week, while KH Lee took home the win on the PGA side, we are going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to give you all the updates and the news. About the PGA Championship, we're rolling through here. We got to get the talk off at some point and hopefully get you a, a, a burrito score. You're, you're listening to listening and watching, possibly, to Underground Sports Philadelphia, getting the whole podcast right here. Don't go anywhere. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP, breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. We all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. (laughs) You already know. I think that's how it always goes. like 45 minutes and we're at like Chelsea. (laughs) What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. 
Hey! It's Top Ben's time! What's up? We're back. This is really good. Mmm. Mmm. I could have done without that. It's like spilling everywhere. I know. I was about to say, I feel bad for your car, but you're going to have to vacuum it. Um, I'll figure it out. I feel bad. Sorry. That's all right. Welcome back to the Get in the Hole podcast here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What, what the hell fell? No Star Wars? Yeah. This this man's going crazy. As you can see, John and I are both together for for this episode live on scene in my bedroom. It's been a uh, a wild day. Played played the golf course. We played a nine hole par three. Didn't mm-hmm. play particularly well, uh, I would say. But um, we landed four balls on the uh, the Sawgrass Island Green on nine, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, played well was, enough. Uh, yeah. I got. I mean, I got nothing to say about about our our, uh, our adventure at Heartland. No free ads. Came about. I don't know. Two feet, two inches from a par, but from a from birdie on nine. Two inches from a par. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm pretty used to uh, to making bogey. So. <laughs> All right, John. PGA Championship this week. Southern Hills Golf Course down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's going to be an absolute doozy of a course. Let's break the whole thing down for us. Give us what we need to know. But the par 70, 7,500 yard behemoth that is Southern Hills Golf Club, as you already know, uh, was transferred over from Trump Bedminster from last year. Uh, that golf course, obviously, with, with the news with the news of Trump, and we'll get into that, um, and the way he's perceived in, in the public eye. The golf course was in fact moved to to Southern Hills um, late on last year. I believe it was around the uh, the Northern Trust. We're, we're talking about this, uh, and, and it became a, a big time story. But Southern Hills Golf Course, John, Tulsa, Oklahoma, break down for us. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure, bro. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a par 70, 7,500 plus yards is when it's going to be playing at. Um, if you look elsewhere online, you might find like 7,300 or 70, uh, low, low, like low 70,000s, which will probably be inaccurate for this week because they're going to, they're going to they're gonna lengthen the T, <laughs> lengthen everything off the T. Off the tee for these players. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be playing at about 7,500 yards. Perry Maxwell designed, redesigned by... Ben um, Crenshaw. Redesigned, no, by Gil Hans in 2000 and... It's a Crenshaw course, bro. Seven. Is it not? Uh, I have my notes say Perry Maxwell, so I'm going to Oh, say shit. Am I on drugs? You're fucking wrong. Um, uh, you know, hold on, wait. I'm, uh, Wikipedia said... I gotta do my fucking job, Steve. <laughs> do your job. Well, you're interrupting me. Do your job. So Perry Maxwell design, um, redesigned by Gil Hans. Um, what the main thing that he did when he redesigned the course, this is the most important piece of information in all of this bullshit that you're listening to right now. This is very important. What he did was he he made the fairways a little bit wider. Um, because over the winter, the rough in Oklahoma, they they, they couldn't sustain it. Um, so he basically decided, you know, here, look, I have an idea. We're gonna widen the fairways and we're gonna make these players hit driver off of every single tee. Reason that's important is because this course is of course where you want to strategically place your ball off of the tee. So driving accuracy definitely matters, mainly because you want to have a good angle into the green. And a lot of the the shots off the tee, that landing spot that that the players will be aiming for is guarded by a hazard, water, bunker, something, something, something like that. So it's really not as wide open as the, as the 
course would seem on paper when you see yeah. 7,500 yards, really wide fairways. You think these guys are just going to be bombing it away. Not, not at all. You can't, you really not going to be able to cut too many corners at this course. Um, you're going to have to hit your spots. You're going to have to use driver, hit your spots and have a good angle at the green. And if you don't, you better scramble. Well, um, two long, long par fives at this course, um, over 600 yards. There are three shot holes. You won't see too many birdies on these holes. Um, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna take these guys, um, a lot of focus to, to, to make sure that they're not bogeying these holes. Um, especially when it comes down to the weekend rounds, I could, I could see those holes being really, really important. Um, like I said, three shot holes, which a lot of times on the PGA tour, you don't see many, uh, three shot par fives, like, like you will this, this weekend, to be quite honest with you. Um, other than that, um, the par fours. That the, the, the vary pretty pretty um, evenly between 400 to 420, and then 420 to 450, and 450 to 400, and, uh, 450 to 500, so on and so forth. Um, there's there's a good there's a good balance between that. So um, while I would say, um, or while many people might think Iron Play is going to be at a premium this week, and it it it, it might will, be, yeah, it will. It's not not going ultimately to. yes. Um, it will be at a, at a, at a uh, at a premium, but I would even say that accuracy off the tee is just as important, if not much more important, um, than the iron play will be this week. Um, and a couple of par threes that they gotta they got to um, decent amount of par threes that they have to handle this weekend. So that's that's the course confidential on Southern Hills. Um, what the players are going to be facing this weekend. I think it's really important to uh, to make note note of one thing particularly: putting is not as emphasized on this golf course as it is others. And we're, mm-hmm. we were debating this in our prep uh, prior, prior to the show here. The the four times, the four, the four most recent times Southern Hills has hosted a major was in 09, 91, 87, and, I can't, and probably somewhere, sometimes in, in the 70s or 60s. Every single time, the best score of the week has been no better than 11, than 11 under par. The cut line has always been around four under four over five over, so really putting isn't as um, emphasized. The big thing though is that take someone like Will Zalatoris, someone who ball strikes the hell out of the ball but can't put it two feet. Mm-hmm. Are guys like that a viable option on this golf course? Because no one's going to be, be putting particularly well. So could you could you potentially just ball strike your way to a top ten this week? As you eat, sorry. Let, yes, let, yes, yes. You can, but. There's often, oftentimes, a lot of these really, really elite ball strikers. Um, they're much better with their irons than they are with their driver. Um, and certain times you'll, you'll have a case with a player like Zalatoris where it's, where it's he's just as good with his driver as he is with the irons. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but you're definitely going to want to look for the guys who are good with driving accuracy. Um, the Sergio's of the world, who I don't know if he's playing this week or not. We just mentioned him. Yeah. Um, the Corey Connors, guys like that. Um, goes out towards those guys are going to put the ball exactly where they want to off the team as many times as they possibly can. You know, I, I think Corey Connors is, is funny, and you bring him up, and, and we're going to refer to him later on too. But it's getting to the point that someone like Corey Connors and Will Zalatoris, and even like take, take, take Scheffler and DJ and the guys who are really good iron iron players. Also, really good drivers of the drivers mm. of the golf ball, and also accurate too. This is one of the biggest things that that that, that this golf course presents. You need to be accurate, despite the fairways being so wide, because the, the the rough is penalizing. And if you manage to somehow miss it that bad, you're gonna have a problem. The course isn't playing necessarily as, well, actually, arguably playing longer than what Kiowa Island was. Again, 
par 72, 7,800 yards of Kiwa. But again, those two strokes really do, do make up a difference because at that point, you're gonna get you're gonna get less yardage on a par five. You may have another additional par five. Believe there's, there's only three three on the course here. We're gonna try two um, as opposed to, to a standard four. So you really make up the yardage in that in that end. So really, this course is going to be be playing much longer. However, one thing that will be working to advantage. I'm looking at, at the weather report here. It's supposed to be upwards of 90 degrees in Tulsa. Going to be a sweltering hot PGA Championship. Obviously, the, the PGA Championship usually played in August. Um, thanks to COVID. We, was moved up towards May, and it's and it's sat here ever since. Um, only one oh, day. Of, chips. We yes, we do have, we do have chips as well. One day of rain set in the forecast on Friday night, about about 50 percent chance. So you won't be seeing a lot of rain, as you know. If for uh, those golf fans out there, hot weather compresses the ball a lot more. Ball travels further. Also, it, if it's going to be very 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 um very very arid, thank you, boss. If it's going to be arid, it means the ball's going to be, be bouncing pretty far. So you very well might see guys like Scotty Scheffler driving the ball 360, 370 yards. What's oh, your dog shit? You don't like him? No. Can I give my review now? Yeah, look. Like a 5.1. A 10? The burrito, yeah. It's like a two out of five on Owens. <laughs> Good cuisine. Now, so you're going to see, a lot, see, a, see a, a lot of guys hitting the shit out of the ball. It's going to be going super far. But also, it's going to be almost negated by the fact that you're going to have holes like a 655-yard par par five that no one's going to be able, able to reach into. And if they do, God bless them. It's going to be absolutely um, epic and probably just insane, insane to begin with. Let's get it. Oh, hello. Let's get into a little uh, who's hello. hot and who's not, right? Yeah. All right. Um, so who's hot? Jordan Spieth. There's I, only, I only have one guy picked out for this, and I was going to like look – or another guy as you were talking, and I, it was Jordan Speed. Yeah, I, I I don't know how you can say Jordan Speed is as hot as they come. He's gonna be in the beer money picks. I can almost guarantee that right now. He's gonna be in my DFS lineup for the for the tournament this week. Jason Sobel interviewed uh Jordan on Saturday uh of the Byron Nelson, asked him what's been the deal, how are you feeling, what's your your mood right now? And he said for the first time in three years, he's figured it out. Jordan Spieth, when he is playing bad, plays very bad. He can't figure it out. He gets frustrated. He gets distracted. And he and you see him turning out 60s and 70s and 80s, missed cuts galore. That's what happened to him in 2018-19. In he came back. He won the Valero. He wasn't necessarily in that mode, but he was getting things together. Top 10s galore. He's now finding his way. And I think this really means the, min- the minute Jordan Spieth says, I'm feeling good, bet on him. Put the money there. It's going to work. Hopefully, I think Jordan Spieth is going to be absolutely incredible this week. Particularly, he is as hot as they come coming in to the PGA. Two other guys who who we're going to belabor this point more and more and more. Matsuyama and Shoffle, hot as they come, both really good track records in majors. Obviously, Xander Shoffle is a top five machine. One guy who as who actually has not been as hot as I would have hoped to have been going into this, and I said and I mentioned him in my way too early predictions. Patrick Cantlay has not been very. Uh, has not been as sweltering hot as you had hoped. Does have three three straight top twenties, but has not been able to find that that elusive first win of the year, despite having four from last year. John, who is your hot and who not? Just beat my hot, and I didn't have a knot. <laughs> I still don't have a knot. I'm searching though. I'm looking. Shift around. I'm sifting. So <laughs> you do suck. What? You yeah, ship- they're bad. They're not good. You should suck. How are they with block? Are they good with block? Not really. Thank you. No, they're, they're honestly not really uh, as good. 
Um, everybody's hot. I got nothing. That simply means it's going to be, be be a really good uh, week, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hate us, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Um, damn, we just we just we we tried to prep as much as possible, and we definitely prepped a, do, a good amount. We were also on the clock right now, so yeah, we didn't we we didn't really expect it, but. Alas, here we are. Half hour in. Coming up next, we're going to have some beer money picks. But first, prop bet time, the courtesy of our, of our friends over at Pickup. Pickup, play the headlines, sign up with your phone number, and get betting today. Five bets, all very interesting ones that I have curated, picked out, and I think we'll all possibly hit this week. And all of them have storylines story attached to it as well. Number one, starting off, number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, said after the Masters that this is his favorite golf course. He won the Big 12 title here, here in Texas in, 20, in 2015. He's won multiple amateur events here. He won the U.S. Amateur in 2012. Scotty Scheffler, top five this week. What do you think? Yes. 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 We're, we're going to write it off. Yeah. Top five. Top 10, top five, top 20, possibly a win. Just give it all to him. Mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler, top five this week. Bet number two, Bruce Kepka. Well, like I said, nine of nine and made cuts. He won the PGA Championship uh, at Beth Page, uh, our hometown course. Will he go ten for ten? Will he make or miss the cut following a miscut at the Byron Nelson? This is a, this is actually a little bit tricky. I always go with hit rate. Hit rate. I'm big on hit rate, so I'm going to say he makes the cut. But I'm very weary of of, of, of saying that. I'm I not, agree. I'm not very confident with that. Um, if it was Bryson, I'd be like Man, missing the cut, no no question about. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is uh, this is a guy who shows up for majors, no matter how. That he's playing, even though it hasn't been great recently. So um, I really don't know what to expect from Kepka, but I'm definitely not going to bet against him. You know, honestly, this is the first tournament in probably six years that I am nervous he will he will, he will actually miss the cut. Like in majors, he's almost automatic, but for some reason, I just I don't see it this week. Yeah, I agree. He's he he, he seems frustrated. He seems confused. He doesn't seem to have everything in order. And I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go out on a limb and say he missed the cut this week. Go for it. I think I think that's the reasoning behind that. It's there. You know, yeah. I'm not confident in saying that he's going to make the cut. But if I had to pick, I, I I don't see I don't see it enough that would tell me that he would miss the cut or make the cut. So it's kind of just like, well, it's major. It's Brooks Kepka. I'm just gonna err on the side of caution. I got gotcha. you. Bet number three, John. If there's one person in this field who you could have guessed is from Oklahoma, who would it be? Um, it's a name we refer to a lot, and he seems he looks and sounds like a guy who's from a midwestern state that no one knows about. I'm thinking either Taylor Gooch or um, no, he's not. He's Canadian. <laughs> I'm thinking of guys I'm like, oh no, they're from this. Like, thing. oh, Mackenzie Hughes. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to think of rednecks now. Red, 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 redneck. I will Goose. You mentioned we mentioned him on the show a lot, so Goose Goose could be that guy. It is in fact Taylor Goose, the hometown kid from Tulsa, Oklahoma. This week has played here all the time. This is actually his hometown course, according to the PGA.com. Taylor Goose, top twenty. What are we thinking about for the hashtag Gooch Gang? Um. Yes, yes, and he uh, hasn't been playing his best recently, but but 
he, it's not enough to tell me that he's not going to play well this week, especially in a homecoming. Um, maybe a little added pressure potentially probably will be might throw him off his game. Um, but I got to ride the hype train. You know what I mean? That's that's what this the Gooch gang is all about. Of course. That's, I'm a diehard, bro. I'm a fucking diehard. I'm going to do it as well. At the same time, though, I'm weary because the last home the last homecoming major was Shoffley at Torrey Pines and he missed the cut. So, that's what I'm saying. Who knows? Sometimes the pressure could be too much for these guys. And, you know, it's all they're thinking about heading into this week. Exactly. Or it's all they're trying to not think about. And that's even worse because they're trying to get it out of their heads and they won't be able to. Well, ho- hopefully no one gives Taylor Gooch the key to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, that, and all of a sudden he's like, he, he, he's on the high horse, and he's like trying to go off on this event. All right, I'm going to eat my Starburst while you ask the next question. Sure thing. I'm going to thoroughly enjoy it, so if I don't respond immediately. Bet number four, we're going with with a matchup here. Just continue. Two non-major winners this year. We're going two non-major winners in their career. Which one will have the better week? Both top ten in the world. Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay. Hmm. Mm. This this conversation, I feel like, is like a a perpetual occurrence. Like every major, we're like, oh, these two guys have not won a major. Who's gonna play better? Mm-hmm. This is just two guys who, who just dominate the field every single week, but just cannot get the win. I haven't had a strawberry in years. I forgot how good the reds were. Um, the yellows are the most dog shit out of the bunch, though. No, the pink don't ones let are. anyone shut pink up. Ones don't are. let anyone tell you do- no. Pink. That's absurd. You should. Don't you lose your title as host for that? Absurd. Um, Xander Shoffley, he will prevail. Uh, no hat, Pat. I don't think that he's in the best position to make a run at this title. My reasoning for that is just is just um, the sample size that we've had in the last couple of weeks. We've seen him play, and I like what I saw out of Xander this week. Obviously, we both just talked about that. Um, but yeah, Xander's game, he's, Xander's built for majors. It's all we talk about all the time. Like, it's a guy that's built to win majors, but he just can't um, win them. He can't win them, but he, he has so many top fives, so many top tens in majors, and he has he has an impressive resume. Don't let anyone tell you any different. His resume is very impressive with Olympic gold, the FedEx, uh, the tour championship win, etc. etc. Um, yeah, no, I, I gotta go with the, the, the player who has the hotter hand right now. I'm going to join you in there on Xander Shoffley. Final prop bet here before we get to our final break and get to some beer money picks at the other side. Winning score. Like I had mentioned, the highest score in the last four majors held at Southern Oaks. Sorry, Hills. 11 under par by Nick Price back in the 80s. Final score this week. Winning score over or under 12 strokes. Under par? Yes. No, over par. I mean, you didn't specify. Honestly, yeah, and you also it called. I could have think you thought you were referring to winning margin. No, the final score, the winning score this week, over or under go 12 better, strokes. I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna say over or under, I'm gonna say better than better than 12 under, yeah, because that's we, we've talked about this before. So, over, yeah, technically, yes, but technically, it could also be under oh. better than. Well, better than 12 is 13. Yeah, that's what I said. So it's the over. Well, thir- minus, what's 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 more, minus 12 or minus 13? Minus 13. Minus 12, though. Well, minus 13 is better. No, but mathematically, minus 12 is a greater value. We're going to take a short break when we come back. Beer money picks as I, as I try and debate with John what the hell he's talking about. By the way, bur- burrito, burrito review. 
real fast. Burrito Surf and Turf, 5.6. Taquitos, negative 17. Chips, negative 420. <laughs> we'll be right back here on Getting the Whole Podcast. You hyped that place up a little too much. I did. We should have got wings stuff, man. Bro, I'm not feeling wings. I'm sorry. You're crazy. I know. The Pico's good, though. You you don't know nobody just eats Pico, though. You really can't fuck up Pico, honestly. I know, but you, you gotta eat it with a chip, though. You can't just eat it by itself. Yeah. I gotcha. The Get in the Hole podcast is sponsored by Tomahawk Shades, the best eyewear in the game. Tomahawk Shades is making sure that when you tee off on hole number one, your eyes are well protected from the sun as soon as you hit hole 18. Tomahawk Shades founded by two brothers on Long Island to make sure that you're getting a quality product for an affordable price and not spending an entire two weeks paycheck on one pair of sunglasses and you're looking styling and profiling on the golf course. And say you're at home watching the PGA Tour, they got the blue light plus glasses to protect your eyes from those violent blue lights that come from your TV. Go to TomahawkShades.com right now, fill up your cart for the golf season, get the sunglasses, the blue light plus glasses, and anything else you need while you're out on the course so that you look the best and you can live up to the look good, feel good, play good moniker that we live by here in the underground. And when you go to check out, Use our code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com and all orders qualify for free domestic shipping. That's TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off your order and all orders qualify for free domestic shipping. Big thank you to Tomahawk Shades for sponsoring the Get in the Hole podcast. Final segment. Beer money brought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer. Kenwood Beer, your Philadelphia's number one light beer. Grab a Kenny, strap in. John, top 20, top 10, top five, gimme, and a best bet, and your winner. Sorry, gimme, best bet, winner. What the fuck are the odds at? Who, who, who are you starting off with? Your top 20 performer at Southern Hills. All right. So my top 20 now, uh, I'm, I'm – Obviously, we we know the mold for this course. I believe Corey Connors fits that mold. I was torn between Daniel Berger and Corey Connors uh, right here. Um, Tiger Woods is in that area. I believe he's a little bit too high. Um, Louis could make a run at this. I wouldn't be surprised if Louis Oosthuizen made a run to win the PGA Championship this weekend. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Uh, but I'm going to go with Corey Connors. Uh, driving accuracy, top tier, top three maybe, maybe right now, maybe. Um, great elite ball striker, one of the best uh, in the business. Um, yeah, Corey Connors, top twenty. Um, let me let me look at who I have here. Hmm. Yeah, look at that. Corey Connors, top twenty. Literally, as I have it written here. Is it really? Well, he said he's technically my gimme, but actually, I'm going to change it because my gimme is even better and better value. Corey Connors, top twenty this week. At what point is Corey Connors so underrated he's, he's overrated? Because we we talk about how good he is and how undervalued he is, but we already but like we, we talk about it so often that we already know how good he is. At what point are we now gonna overrate him because he's because we already know how good he is? Does that make sense? No. Whatever it is, we talk about Corey Connors so often and he's so good. I, I don't know what I don't know at what point his, his value becomes like 
leveled out. He's plus 200. I'm so on, trying to understand what you said, and I still don't. He's plus 200 on, on your sportsbook of choice. I have him top, top 20. He's a shoe-in play here. Drives it accurately. Does not have a great putter, but he's a, he's been a great, iron, a great a great ball striker. The iron play has been really good. Also, top five in the field this week in bogey avoidance and scrambling. Top 10, John. Who you got? My top 10. Let me, let me pull up my uh, – let me pull up my – Go back to the notes. It's not even notes. I'm just looking at the odds at this point. Um, <laughs> my top 10 is going to be the Willie Z, that man, Will Zalatoris. Um, we referred to him earlier on in the show. So similar reasoning to why I'm picking Corey Connors. Same kind of reasoning that I'm, I'm picking uh, Zalatoris. He hasn't shown that he's lost a step with his ball striking. And off the tee was where he needed the, to improve the most over the offseason. And he's shown that he's done that. Um, and it's been really, really consistent this year. And he's added a couple extra yards. So uh, I'm looking forward to see what he does in this track. Find me a major where Dustin Johnson is plus 200 for a top 10. And and every time every time I'll take it. Dustin Johnson at plus 210. One of the best, best drivers on tour this year has been playing the lights out, mostly at least from the far game. Short game has, hasn't been particularly as good. But when he gets hot with the putter, he gets hot with the putter. I think he'll be able to certainly make his two putts. Will be one of those few guys who might very well drive the uh, get there in two on the par fives. We'll see. Um, averaging about 323 yards currently off the tee this year, which is absolutely terrific for, for, for a guy his age. So Dustin Johnson plus 210 for a top 10 is my guy. Top five, who you got? My top five pick <coughs> this <coughs> weekend. <coughs> that was bad. That was just a grunt. I'm sorry. That was gross. Unbelievable. Top five, John. My top five. Don't rush me. Don't use that tone with me. Um, I really believe in three players this week. Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, and Cameron Smith. Okay. Those, are, those are my three. Like if, if I was if I you could say if I bet any amount, I would win a thousand dollars. No matter I could like I put one dollar on any guy. Yeah. And, my, and the, the outcome was a thousand dollars. Like they're all they're all the same value. I would pick those three players. Yeah. Um, obviously, the world don't work like that. But I'm gonna go. I think with Spieth for a top five here. Uh, it's really boom and bust, boom and bust right there with Spieth. Um, I'm not confident enough to use him for my gimme, um, but I will use him for a boom or bust pick, like a top five. I love it. I I think it's a you know Jordan Spieth is somewhere somewhere on this board top five winner. He's somewhere in that area and mm. for, for a top five. He's currently actually at plus 350. He, he actually has worse odds, ironically, for a top five than Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa, which is kind of surprising for a guy who's in such, uh, such good form going in. But my top five is someone who's, who's, right, who's right behind Spieth in the uh, the odds boards. I actually got him at plus, four, at plus 460. He's now a plus 400 at, at most books. Rory McIlroy at the, at the Masters mm-hmm. shot – a course t- record tying nine under par had no stresses uh, about his game because he was totally out of it. Backdoor top fives have become a specialty for a lot of guys who are really good, but for some reason cannot start off hot. Mm-hmm. Happened with Shoffley this week. Happened with, ha- happened with uh, Matsuyama this week, and it's going to happen. I think with Rory McIlroy in a second straight major. Don't think he's going to start hot. I think he'll start off pretty slow. Might start <laughs> off one two two over par. But you very well might see him for some reason shoot like a sixty-three and just mm. and just come out come out, out on day three and four and just dominate. I think Rory McIlroy for a top five is a great play. 
He's kind of starting to figure it out. That swing is sort of like rounding into shape. So I think Rory's a pretty solid play here. Get on him while he's hot, though. I got him again at four at 460 to 480. He's now at 400 and, pro- and actually getting better and better, getting more bet on. He's taking the house money at this point. Steve. Yeah. That might be. I'm thinking really hard before I say this because I want to be careful with my words. The worst pick I've had? No. That might be the smartest thing you've ever said on this show. Wow. Look yeah. at that. Ever. Smartest well, thing. Well, like, I. Like you gotta realize, like guys who perform well late are mostly guys who are just out of it and are just trying tr- trying to go as low as they can because FedEx Cup points are on the line, money is on the line. So when you think about no, it, no, I agree, I like, agree. Yeah. It's just something that didn't really cross my mind. You don't think about it, right? And and yeah, it's very, 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 very intellectual, Stephen. Thank I'm you, proud of you. Appreciate it, John. Who's your gimme? <clears throat> oh shit, I don't know. Um... <laughs> My gimme pick of the week. So I'm going to roll with the three guys that I said that I think are the guys who have the best shot at winning this week. Um, I already used Spieth. And that leaves me with two players, Scheffler and Cameron Smith. Smith. Um, Both have great track records and have played very well in major recently. A blooming rivalry, potentially. Yes. Final final pairing at Augusta. Can you pull up... uh, the odds for Cameron Smith top 20, please. Cameron Smith top 20 this week yes. is for Cameron Smith plus 110. Scheffler is minus, minus 170. I think the that's the bet. I think Cameron Smith for a top 20 is is the gimme bet. The gimme so so Scheffler is going to be your winner? Scheffler. Why are you spoiling it for the people? Well, No, I'm just saying. This whole show is ruined. <laughs> it's not. It's ruined now. Is it? It was a perfect show, and now you ruined it. No, we were I... so organized. We ate before we got on, and then we went through everything just, and we I had everything prepared. I knew all of my shit, Steve, and you fucked it up. <laughs> uh, well, who's your gimme bet of the week then, Steve-O? Well, it ain't Cam Smith, I'll tell you that much. And it's Scotty Scheffler either. I'm going with Billy Horschel for a top 20 this week. For a guy, like, you look at the the the, the World Golf rankings, right? And you're going through the list, and you're like, all right, yeah, like, I can see the, like, like everyone there. And then you get to number 13, and you're like, Billy Horschel? Like, what? Why? I'll tell you why. Since the Farmers Insurance Open, 11, 6, 16, 2, Withdrew from the players. Obviously, the players with the players, different different situation. Augusta forty third. Never, never, never plays well at Augusta. And then top twenty at the RBC Heritage. He's he's been in the best shape of his life. He's playing the best golf of his career. And when you're the thirteenth ranked player in the world and you're valued at the value this low at plus two ninety for top twenty, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take it. Billy Horschel for a top twenty this week. John, who's your winner? I'm so pissed off. You love me. I'm so pissed you off love this guy right now. I'm you so you love me. I'm pissed. Scotty Scheffler is my winner for this week at Southern Hills. Um, no, no really no surprises here. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be he's your winner. Yeah, I'm spoiling that shit. He's he's Steve's winner. And if he's, he picks he's a different winner, he's not because of me, he's gonna now he's gonna change it. Now he's changed it. He's opening his phone and he's gonna pick a new winner right now. My winner this week at plus sixteen hundred. Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth will win 
and finish the com- the career Grand Slam at Southern Hills this week. My girlfriend's calling me. Hold on. We are in a podcast episode. Goodbye. Jordan Spieth's going to complete the career Did you see her face championship. Yeah, the career Grand Slam at the PGA Championship. It will be Jordan Spieth's to win. And I think he'll also contend at the US Open, honestly. He's just in such good shape. And the minute he said in the interview on SiriusXM, I feel good, bang, let the Pitbull song. I feel good. Go. Take him. Bet on him. Jordan Spieth will win the PGA Championship. And he will be in my DFS lineup this week. Speaking of DFS lineups, do you want to give the give the uh, the folks at, at home a little DFS action? I think we should, Steve. I think we absolutely should. to treat them right. Uh, I think we absolutely should. Courtesy of our our friends, who we're not going to shout out because they don't sponsor us. I've cr- I've curated a a pool of six players. I think this is probably the best like curation of players I could probably possibly ever thought of. With a budget of, I want to say it's like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Sweating, man. Fuck. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Of fifty of fifty thousand dollars, I have I have managed to curate this as my six man group for my DFS lineup. Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Xander Schauffele, Billy Horschel, Corey Connors, and Tiger Woods. That's elite. That might win people some money. That is... How? I I didn't say anything. Explica. Backdoor top five from Rory. Jordo's winning. Schauffele's a locked-in top ten because he always is. Mm -hmm. Horschel's my top 20. Corey Connors hits it as straight as can be. And Tiger Woods, if he makes the cut, he makes the cut. Which is really all you need. Here's my issue with that. Here's my only issue with that, and it has no substance whatsoever. Kyle Terry. You sound way too confident. I do. For all that shit to happen. I do, which is, like, really scary, but, like... Cause I, and I, I know because, like, I've, I get like that with shit like this, and every time I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm whether, no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm gambling on basketball or golf or whatever it is, um, and I'm like, oh, this is so obvious. This is obvious. Never. Especially with golf. Especially with golf. Golf is the one sport where... That shit you think's gonna happen, and you you have it all lined up, and it's a major, especially like fifty percent hit rate on stuff like that. Well, well, all right. So, so here's what here's my other thing too, and I've been thinking I've been thinking about this too too for my lineup. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good value like low down the board that you mm-hmm. can work with, and so I was thinking, one guy who's been playing significantly well, who I think will will be a a great play this week, Cameron Young. Cameron Young's been on fire. I think Cameron Young's an eight. A, he's a good play. He's a good value play. He's like, he's like seventy four hundred dollars on this right now. I don't want to take Scotty because because the number it goes Scotty eleven thousand nine hundred to then Rom at, at ten thousand nine hundred. So, yeah, so no, it's, it's, save the thousand dollars. You're right. Yeah, it, it simply it simply isn't worth me going all the way out and, and going after him. I feel like keeping Tiger Woods at the price that he's at. I think it's like. Fifty-six hundred dollars. So what does it go by? Uh, official World Golf. Yes. Ranking? So it goes. So it goes yeah, by World Golf ranking. So if it went by odds, that would not. So be. Tiger's fifty-seven hundred, which is super cheap considering the only other relevant golfer who, who isn't an amateur who's in that level is Mito Pereira. Mito Pereira really, really isn't going to isn't going to do anything here. Ah, uh, I don't Mito know. Pereira kind of fits the mold. I don't know. I'm I'm on the he edge. Fits there. the mold. He kind of does. Fits the mold. How about this? All right. If I take a top four of Spieth, Connors, Young, and Woods, I have nineteen thousand dollars to work with, and can take basically anybody. I can actually take Scotty Scheffler here and have money left over for Shane Lowry, Max Homa, 
Will Zalatoris. That's pretty good money right there. So let's, just, so, so let's say Lowry, Homa, or Kisner, or even Zalatoris. Spieth, Connors, Young, Woods, Scheffler. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It's not bad. I do like the first one that you had better, but now I'm making you second guess yourself. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to go like at length to like second guess myself because I think like my team is. I think the team is pretty much set. It's a really good team. The only difference is the only thing is like, I, I have two guys in the top ten in the world, but they're not like, they aren't like Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm. They're mm. really good. I think they can play very well. Yeah, but they don't have that like, that 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 amplitude that that they jump out on the page much further, much further, further than everyone else. Which is the only thing that I'm. You don't need that though. You don't. You you need effectiveness. So it's like that's kind of where I'm at. Like you know, if, sometimes when when with these pools, you're right. You do second guess yourself and be like, oh, I could get this guy, but the, you know, this like, this this guy might might play better. And then you keep going back and forth and back and forth. Like but that. like realistically, I could go like Joaquin Neiman. So let's like Spieth, Horschel, Connors, Woods, Neiman, and then I can basically have have my pick'em of Morikawa or worse. And if I save, and I could save two hundred dollars and get Rom somewhere else. It, it, if I wanted to, let's say, cheapen out on Neiman or Horschel, and instead of Neiman or Horschel, I can go with like Finau or Answer or even Kepka at eighty-two or Usain yeah. at, at eighty-two or Hatton, Berger. Like, like there's so many options there. I feel like the first one though is, is probably the best there one. McIlroy, Smith, Shoffley, Shoffley, Matsuyama, and DJ are all the same dollar amount. You can really go with with any three of those. Porsche Connors and Woods. I agree with that. I think that's the best one. But we, hey, any one of those are solid. Yeah. You know, for so, this upcoming week. There's your DFS lineups for the PGA Championship. On that note, we are going to go from this one. The number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, is John's why pick. The, why the fuck did you call? Oh, you pointed at me. I'm to take it home. And I will take Jordan Spieth to win at the PGA Championship. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, enjoying our burrito reviews. It's been a, um, a wild show, a very, very uh, long-winded show. Chaotic uh, show. Chaotic show. I mean, then again, like everything's really chaotic. From one place, now going to Top Golf. I'm Stephen McAvoy. That's John Avalia. We'll be back next week to recap the PGA. And I don't, I don't even know what events are coming up next. It's, it's something in the middle of the PGA calendar that, that, that no one really cares about at this point. John can't zipper his jacket up. The burritos we had sucked. But that's all we're going to do today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be, be, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get in the Whole Pod. Also on Instagram at Get in the Whole Pod. Find us on Twitch and Facebook, Facebook.com and Twitch.tv.com backslash, I can't even speak, Underground Sports PHI. And, of course, YouTube. Sign up and subscribe on YouTube. Get all the content that you can think of, including our wild reviews and some uh, and some additional content coming up soon. Also, Underground Sports Cheese Sticks now thing? Probably going to have to make a trip somewhere and have a cheesesteak. Go follow them, USP Cheese Sticks. We'll see you guys next week. John, f- any final remarks? Any final remarks? Yeah, yeah I was like, squat. My final remark is let's go Rangers. Let's go Rangers, baby. Rangers in seven against the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll see you guys at the the Stanley Cup. Six. Six? Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Get in the Hole podcast. 
a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetInTheWholePod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Shout out to our sponsors over at Tomahawk Shades and Stateside Vodka for all their support in making Underground Sports your go-to place for all things sports. The Get In The Whole Podcast, hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia, releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next time. Get in the hole!